0: Welcome to Living the Bible Together. This is Dr. Troy Shaw, pastor of the Liberty Hill Church, internationally headquartered in Columbus, Ohio, located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship here online Sundays at 11 a.m. We celebrate communion on the first Sunday of each month. Our Bible study is on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. For additional information, log on to livingthebibletogether.org. Join us here weekly as we're Living the Bible Together through education, missions, and ministry. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank Thee, we praise Thee, we give Thee all of the honor and the glory. We are amazed in Thy very presence, and we ask now, Lord, that Thou would allow Thy love, Thy peace, Thy joy to ever be about us. Let Thy arms continue to guide us and lead us through Thy precious Holy Spirit, that we might walk after the way of Christ, and that we might spread Your gospel, that the world might know that You are yet alive. We thank thee and we praise thee for thy great word. In the precious and great name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed work. Today's text in chapter 56 we find as they are the prophet as we delve into this text warning the people of God's judgment yet allowing the people to know of God's great justice and mercy that God will bring judgment to our lives and bring us to a place of reckoning only to bring also hope that our faith might be renewed and that our connection with God might be strengthened. Isaiah wrote during the latter part of the kingdom period, a time when things yet seemed to be going well. Nevertheless, the people had backslidden against God. They had turned against God in idolatry and injustice against the poor. God uses Isaiah to bring both accusation and indictment against the people. And in the first 39 verses, we uh, see Isaiah as he lays out the framework, the case for change, change of heart, a change in government, a change in the mind of the people, a change in the way that they treated the poor. Isaiah brings to them uh, the prophecy that says, God will bring judgment against those who continue to do the wrong things, who continue to go against God. We uh, can hear the tones of our own plight. Knowing that when we are not connected with and when we are not following the way of God that punishment will soon come. Punishment becomes automatic because anything outside of the will and way of God is always going to bring some form of destruction. Only God's way is the way that is eternal. And so we must continue to keep ourselves connected to God at all times, always thinking and and working in the system of God in order to find success. Isaiah's prophecy allows them uh, the opportunity to straighten up and fly right, to change their course. The the prophecy comes to tell them that if you do not live right, we shall face doom. But then in chapters 40 on, uh, the prophet says and brings again the hope of God. To allow them to know that yes, we will suffer uh, the consequences of our lifestyle, the consequences of our backsliddenness, and nevertheless we can always depend on God. We can maintain our hope even in the midst of our trial. We can maintain hope in God even when we find that we've gone the wrong way. And so just for a few moments today, uh, let's focus on this one verse, as Isaiah uh, brings them a word of judgment, but also brings them a word of hope, to allow them to know that yes, we will find ourselves captive to our own sin and fate, while God yet reaches for us again. God always brings love and joy to us and reaches for us again and again. And in that hope, we are able to understand that our connection with God is one of joy and one of eternal peace. And so, how do you connect with God? How do you connect with Jesus? How do you connect even in trying times? I think that today's text certainly speaks to us because we are standing in the midst of a social period in time in the life of our world uh, whereby the poor are being treated unfairly, unjustly. The poor all over the world seem to be suffering and not only suffering but getting poorer. Rations of food and housing, shelter, lifestyle, and and the quality of life for many have become so low. And we ought recognize that it is when we buy the cheap goods, when we buy the cheap things, and many of us are included. I buy some of those same cheap products that come from around the world. Child labor and those who are underpaid and underprivileged are working, uh, sometimes not even being able to live with family, living in factories in order to produce the cheap items that we carelessly purchase. You know, uh, sometimes we like to say, it's not me, and then there are other times when we do just like the disciples and say, is it I? Well, that's a question for yourself. We sometimes support the very systems that hurt the poor, and God does not like uh, those who work against the poor. And we can see throughout the text that God seems to always care for those who are the least, the lost, and the last. And I'm glad today that God cares about those who are on the bottom, those who are the least and the lost. I'm glad today that God cares about the last guy and the last woman in the line because I am that guy who stands at the last, just as Paul said, the least of my brethren. And so I'm glad that God cares about those who are underprivileged, those who are struggling. And so if we're going to connect with God, if we're going to do the work of Christ, we must be willing to follow the way, the way that God leads us in as we follow the unction of the Holy Spirit through God's great word. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment. Thus saith the Lord One of the things that we've got to start doing Number one We've got to start with listening Thus saith the Lord We've got to uh, put and invest our time Our mind in the word of God We've got to put our mind Our heart in the study of God's word Study to show thyself Approval workman that needeth not be ashamed Rightly dividing the word of truth We must study God's word We must hear the voice of God The voice of God comes through the text of the Bible and we must be intimately aware of the text. We must wrap our arms around our Bible both day and night. Blessed is the man that meditates in his word both day and night. We must continue to keep our minds focused on what God is saying. You may listen to a lot of people, and you may uh, subscribe to all different kinds of ideas, and you might have conversations with smart people, but you will never listen to better than the voice and the word, the will, the way of God. We must start by listening. If we want to move against the materialistic thoughts of the day, if we want to move against the oppression of the poor, if we want to move against that, we must ascribe to the way of God. And we cannot do God's way, we cannot walk in God's way without listening to God's way, without hearing God's word. Faith come by hearing, and hearing come by the word of God. We must hear the preacher, we must hear the preaching of the gospel in order to strengthen our faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Therefore, if we want to please God, we must start by listening. We must ascribe to the way of Jesus. We must walk after uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, as we take up the cross and follow, as we care for the poor, as we feed those who are hungry, as we give relief to those who are thirsty, as we take in the stranger, as we clothe the naked, visit the sick and in prison. Jesus told us to do it. We must love God with heart and mind and soul. And love neighbor as self We must listen to the word of God Yes, be not hearers only But doers also As we hear God's word Then we do God's word If you know better Then you do better We must listen to God's word Isaiah wrote to them To allow them the span of time To rethink To give them the time To repent To turn from their way To let them know that you're headed into a storm. How many times have you talked to friends and family? How many times have you talked to your children? You could see it coming and you told them, if you don't stop doing that, you're going to run into the storm. Isaiah was warning them, times are good, times have been good. But don't you know that if we're not connected to God, we're running into a storm. I wonder how many know today that we've run into a storm in our society. All over the globe we've run into a storm. Isaiah uh, laid out the case in the first 39, but now here that we're in 56, he opens the light upon the hope of God's return. He opens the light upon the hope of Christ's return as we might connect with God through the power of God's way. God's way of redemption to send uh, His only begotten Son to hop down in a human body to save you and me. We all to listen to the Word of God, to the way of God with, with excitement in our hearts to follow after Jesus, to teach the world to love again. The Gospel, the good news, you, Angelion, the good news of Jesus Christ is that we can love even in the midst of our plight. And so today as we think about this particular text, we see that the prophet reminds them that this is the word of God. We must listen to God. But Then, thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice. We must start with listening, but then we must honor God's way. Then look at verse 1 again as it says, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment. See, we've got to start by listening, but then we've got to honor God's way. God's way is a way of judgment, a way of evaluation. We get better as we evaluate the way of Christ, as we judge ourselves against Christ's way. Christ is the great uh, plumb line, the cornerstone that allows each and every one of us to align up with that which is right. We must judge ourselves daily through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we look at ourselves today in true and earnest judgment with introspection, we will find that there is yet room for us to improve. There's room for us to to move forward in the presence of God as we look at Christ. As we look at Christ, have we loved uh, like Christ? Have we uh, given like Christ? Have we healed like Christ? Have we walked like Christ? Have we fed those who are hungry like Christ? Judgment must come to the heart of the church so that we might follow after the way of Jesus. are we walking and talking like Jesus? The judgment, the way of God. In order to connect with God, to do the great work that God is calling us to, in order to truly embrace the hope of Christ's return, says that each and every one of us must look into the mirror of our faith, to look into the Word of God, to recognize those flaws that are within ourselves, that we might walk a little taller the next time, that we might stand a little higher the next time, yet humbled under the cross of Calvary to know that Jesus gave his life and yet the text asks the question who would then give their life? Who would you give your life for, your brother, your sister? Surely, but would you give your life for the sinner, for those who are downtrodden? Would you give your life for the least and the lost? God is calling us to listen to his great word that brings us to a place of love. God is calling us to a place of judgment, to ask the question, am I like Jesus? If the answer returns with a resounding no, there is yet work to do. There is work so that we might line ourselves with the great Christ. We might line ourselves in the love, the peace, the joy, and the way of Christ's great movement. But not only should we start with listening and honoring God's way as we walk in judgment of ourselves, that we might become like Christ. We must also look there in verse 1. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Keep ye judgment, and do justice. See, we must listen, we must honor God's way, God's judgment, but then we've got to respect the good way. And the good way is the just way. Uh, Dr. Cornel West said that justice is what love looks like in public. We've uh, got to understand and know uh, that we uh, are called to a greater moral value. God has called us uh, to look at ourselves, the judgment of oneself, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's justice, judgment, to look at yourself, and then uh, justice, to love your neighbor like you love yourself. We've got to uh, know that the poor are struggling. We've got to care about those who are in need. We've got to care about those who are sick. Those who are hungry. Those who are thirsty. We've got to care about those who are in prison. We've got to care about justice reform in our country. We've got to care about every single prisoner that's locked in uh, to confinement. We've got to care about every single person who lays in a hospital bed. We cannot afford to disregard those who are least and lost in our society. God has called us to the work. God has called us to love and God has called us to what love looks like in public justice. God has called us to care about each other. When one of us is in trouble, all of us are in trouble. We must care about those who are in need. Christ is calling us to walk the walk and talk the talk, to do that which is good, to heal those who are sick, to give relief to those who are in need. Uh, You may not be a great activist, you may not be uh, the person who marches in the streets. And yet you may, the the fact is, each of us must do the part that God has uniquely called us to, and yet we must continue to fight for justice, to fight for each other. It is not right for a person to die in the street while being choked to death or strangled. It is not right for little children to be separated from their families at the borders. It is not right for any one of us to lay in the gutter and in the streets under bridges and bypasses. It's not right for any child for, for any child, to go to sleep hungry. It's just not right. We've got too much and we're too blessed. We are to help one another. And so we must honor God's way, but then we must respect the good way to, to embrace justice for all. To care about over-sentencing and prison crowding. To care about uh, uh, making the poor post bond and bail that they cannot afford. Oftentimes innocent people are laying in jail because they cannot afford the bond. They cannot afford the bail. Innocent people laying in jail. Children not being able to connect with their families because their father or their mother are incarcerated over a few dollars. Our work, our way is not just to attend on Sunday and to pray the prayers and read the scripture and leave it there. We must pray the prayer and listen to the word of God and listen to the way of God and place it within our hearts and do more than leave it there. Our motivation, our movement must take us to judge ourselves against the way of Christ and then to do the work, to walk the walk and talk to talk, to seek justice for all. We might live free in the ministry of Christ, to ignite a mission and ministry of the gospel, the way of Jesus, to know that there is good news, there is hope. And so Isaiah the prophet writes and reminds us that if we continue in our way, continue in our way against God, if we continue in our way to worship other things, to listen to the words of others and give greater value to those than the word of God, if we continue to go against God and to afflict those who are around us, to afflict the poor. And we will always find ourselves as adversaries to God. And it's never a good thing to be against God because your arms are certainly too short to box with God, as Zora Neale Hurston said. But then look again at verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. In order to connect with God, to do the blessed work that we are being called to. In order to be ready to do that which God has called us to, to, to connect with the Savior. To connect with the Messiah, we need to start with listening. We need to honor God's way, God's judgment. We need to respect the good way, uh, the justice of God. But then lastly, as I run toward my feet, this verse reminds us that there is a prelude to coming righteousness. Yes, a prelude to, to coming righteousness. I, I don't know about you, but for those of you who know me well, realize that uh, on Sunday morning, one of the things that excites my heart is to, the, the opportunity to hear the prelude. When we uh, were in the season of meeting together in person, I, I used to love to hear the pipe organist began the prelude. It was a symbol that uh, things were about to get started. Uh, there were people who would oftentimes be walking in and you'd be walking around the building and I would be seated uh, in the pulpit and I could see people coming in and, and the pipe organ would start. And oftentimes the organist would start off in a, in a low register and you would hear the organ as it would build upon crescendos and it would begin to bring notes together and it would get louder and louder as we listened. Before you know it, people were seated and we'd all uh, be focused on uh, worship and ready because we heard that prelude. We heard the sound of the organ that said, it's time for us to get started. Well, uh, let me tell you today, Isaiah chapter 56 verse 1 brings prelude uh, to the coming righteousness of God. For Isaiah allows them to know that when you backslide from God, when you uh, find idols against God and you worship other things, when you become unjust against the poor, then you're headed for destruction. But even in the destruction, there's always hope. There's always the knowledge that God will do what God said God will do. Even in, in the flawed mind and history of man, we can still see that. God's hand comes with great perfection and joy to save us from our plight. Uh, Yes, we can connect with Isaiah's prophecy today. We can see some of the same elements in our society. And yet there's still hope. There's hope that we might walk and we might grasp a lovelier way. A lovelier way because Jesus died on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. They ridiculed him. They treated him unfairly and with injustice. Today we ought be concerned about all who have treated unfairly and with injustice, because you and I can celebrate today that Jesus died for us, but yet there is agony in that death. There's agony in that depression of the cross. And so we should connect in such a way that we know him in the fellowship of his suffering. And yet as we suffer with the Christ, then we suffer with each other, recognizing that we are all parts and potential parts of the body of Christ and in that suffering I should be willing to walk with you through your pain and your sadness, walk with you through your hunger and through your thirst. God has called us to love one another in justice and mercy, to judge ourselves and love like we want to be loved. God is calling us to this prelude, to this great orchestra that God has brought forth uh, to sound the alarm that it's time for us to wake up and do the work. We are called to love as Jesus loved, to to care about the world as God has called us to care. As God has cared, we must care. And so, uh, this is a prelude. This verse tells us that his righteousness is yet to come. And so, with all of the problems in the world today, with all of the injustice, with the dictators and all of the crooked uh, politicians, God yet is alive. And we can have hope to know that the returning Savior yet reigns. And so, we can walk together in the peace of God. We can walk together for justice. We can walk together as we uh, sit under the judgment of Christ, as we attempt to do the work that God has uh, put before us, as we attempt to feed those who are hungry, to, to reach for those who are lost, to allow the Holy Spirit to come through us and in us till all the jails are empty and all the bellies filled, till no one hurts or steals or lies and no more blood is spilled, till age and race and gender no longer separate. till pulpit press and politics are free of greed and hate, in tenement and mansion, in factory farm and mill, in boardroom and in billiard hall, in wards where time stands still, in classroom church and offices, in shops or in the street, in every place where people thrive or starve or hide or meet. By sitting at a bedside to hold pale trembling hands. By speaking for the powerless against unjust demands. By praying through our doing and singing though we fear. By trusting that the seed we sow will bring God's harvest near. God has work for us to do. Yes, God has work for us to do. This has been another broadcast of Living the Bible Together with Dr. Troy Shaw from the Liberty Hill Church, where we worship virtually on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information or to contribute to this ministry, please visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. God bless you, and have a great week. Liberty Hill, Living the Bible Together through Education, Missions, and Ministry.